What's up everybody? I am Joshua. Happy day to you. I think today is Wednesday and I just wanted to drop on here. I tried to broadcast three times in the park today and I kept having all kinds of fun. <laughs> but whatever. I hope you guys are having an amazing day today and uh, I just wanted to jump on here really, really quick. There was a few things on my heart and I thought I would just come talk about it. But some really exciting news. Uh, today, we found out the shooting dates of Meeting Jesus in L.A. Uh, those of you who don't know, Meeting Jesus in L.A. is a film that I had the opportunity to write, um, and we are actually going to start filming October 21st, and I am so excited um, to be going back to Los Angeles. Um, it's been a while since I've been there, and I've heard L.A. has changed quite a bit, but then again, a lot of the world's changed. Um, but I'm excited to go back. I'm excited to be a part of this and uh, not just having my LA story be a part of it, but the five other stories that are involved. And then also, um, just the way that we're shooting this is gonna be different. And uh, it's really cool. And the coolest part about it is, um, it's only Tuesday? Oh my gosh, how funny. I thought it was Wednesday today, but whatever. Uh, what's <laughs> Merry Christmas? Um, so tomorrow's Wednesday. That's really good to know. Anyway, um, and all my days are the same. So I guess it really doesn't matter what day it is, except for trying to go to church on Tuesday may not work out for me. Other than that, I don't really care what day it is. But I'm really excited about it because, first of all, I know how hard it is to like get any any film project any tv show any anything that you want to do creatively creatively and get it broadcast or get it played is very very challenging there's so many factors that come into play there are so many scripts that get written that never get filmed um there's so many things that get filmed that never get distributed and to have all of that or most of that worked out already is such a blessing, especially considering that every single person that is involved with this film project, every single person has never made a movie, never done anything like this. I've been in a movie, but never actually made it. And that's just God. Like, God really genuinely calls the unqualified. and. And this, what I pray and hope with everything in me, is that this is an example of, of, of when this film gets distributed, it's an example of just how amazing God is and that he literally can and will do anything he calls you to do. He will equip you, he will supply you, he will give you the knowledge, he'll give you the resources, he'll give you the funding, anything it is. Um, you know, and like, that's exciting. It's exciting to see. I'm so excited, too, because the guy that we hired as the videographer, um, he's never made a movie. However, his style of filming is so unique. What's up, Dr. Abro? All the way in Pakistan. Good to see you, man. His shooting style is so unique and so special. And, you know, he was somebody that came to um, the, uh, the executive producer in a dream, and she didn't know him. I just happen to know him, and um, God has had his fingerprints all over this. So I'm really, really excited that Meeting Jesus in LA is going to get filmed starting October 21st in Los Angeles. 
So cool. Um, the other thing too, I've I gotta I gotta really I want to talk about this, and I haven't really thought it through. So I may offend some people, and I'm okay with that because I offend people sometimes, and I don't really it's not my heart's intent to offend. But one of the things that I really started struggling with towards the end of when I was broadcasting all the time was my ego getting in the way. Really struggling with ego and starting to look at, you know, there was, because I wanted to make being a broadcaster like a career. And mind you, I had sponsors and I was fortunate to be able to be able to, you know, bring in some revenue from doing the show, but the amount of efforts and all of that, the amount of effort and time it takes to be able to broadcast, especially in the way that when you're covering TV, radio, podcast, the transcription, uh, the distribution through all of social media, that there's a lot of work and time. Like for every broadcast, it takes about three hours of work. And, you know, and it, 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 it can suck up a day especially as often as I was broadcasting. But it got to a point where I was no, I, I really felt like I was making it about me and things were becoming very, very forced. And the content that was being created was, you know, it was scripted in a way because I was taking information from other sources and then broadcasting it out. And, you know, that, that wasn't really true to the nature of what I wanted to do. And, but you know, I was thinking branding, branding, branding. You gotta, you gotta make your, you gotta put yourself out there. You gotta build this brand so you can bring in revenue and all of that stuff. And, and I really got to thinking too, because that came in direct confrontation with my commitment to serving Christ, to serving the Lord, being all in on serving God and what he had called me to do. And so it was this thought of like, you can't, like following Jesus and being worried about your followers, like my personal followers or personal following, were in direct confrontation with each other. And I thought that was very interesting and it's been very, very eye-opening and it's really concerning and I'm not somebody that look there's so much going on right now like everybody it's whether you're you're being woke or you're you know you're you're trying to lead people to truth and help them see the realities of what's really happening in the world and the truth is you know none of it's really doing any good but then also the kingdom people and the and then the people the, the ministers and the pastors that are out there like it's really getting concerning because some of the focus has become about that individual. And I fell into this trap. And it's and you can see by the content that's being created that this is happening. And it's a dangerous thing because it's taking our eyes off of exactly what we're supposed to keep our eyes focused on and that's Jesus. And of course I'm talking to believers here. Like if you're not a believer then I you know I don't know what to say. Um, and do your thing, but it's a really slippery slope where this, you know, branding and ministry, like I get branding the ministry, but the individual, it becomes a very slippery slope and it becomes extremely dangerous in how 
you know, things can, your ego can get in the way and some of the decisions that are being made. And it's, it, it's, it's fascinating to me to watch. And it scares me because I know in my own experience, and I've got an ego that I get to wrestle with that's the size of freaking Texas. I mean, it's a, I have a massive, massive ego, and I don't deserve an ego, but I have one. I have a lot of pride. I have a lot of expectations. I expect to do things, everything I do, I expect to do in an excellent way. And I expect to be the best because I work my butt off to be the best. But that even becomes a little bit psychotic at some point. So I really find this interesting, like this, this dilemma that you go through and like, and I'm finding that in this wrestling match I'm having with myself about not letting my ego get in the way or this wrestling match that I'm having about, you know, wanting to build the kingdom and wanting to lead people to Christ and wanting to lead, you know, be able to show people that you can turn your life around. Like, it doesn't matter what has happened in your life. It doesn't matter what you've done. I don't care if you've been an abuser or if you've, you know, been like you were basically a, a man whore or uh, a female whore. Like, literally, I don't care if you were a prostitute. I don't care if you were a drug addict or a killer. I don't care if you were a, a, a junkie or a deadbeat. Like, God can turn your life around. And, and like, and I want to be that example but it's like, at what point do you draw the line and go, now all of a sudden it's becoming about my ego and I'm showing off. And I'm learning this balance. I'm trying to, and I don't have it mastered. But I'm watching stuff happen around me, and especially kingdom people. And, it, and it's like, is this still about God or is this about us? Is it about the individual? And like what I can do and how great I am but then using kingdom as a cover. And it's kind of dirty. I don't understand it, but whatever. So the other thing, speaking of restoration, one of the other things that I'm learning through restoration is that not only will God restore your life, but God will also give you what you ask for. And there's a lot of learning thefts. Like, have you ever asked God for something and then you got it? And then you're like, woo, this is amazing. Thank you, God. Thank you for giving this to me. But then you learn the other things that come with it. I got to tell you something. God restored everything in my life for the most part. Like, I'm like 98% there. But one of the things that I'm getting to learn right now is how to be a family man and learning the balance of like work. And like, and like, how do you balance working really, really hard and, and pursuing what you're called to do, but then also being a good steward of your relationships, like taking care, like spending time with Jessica, like make, and we're both obsessive driven, hardworking individuals that we really are really, really genuinely love helping people. And we get so hyper-focused on it that we put all of our energy into other people and we sometimes forget to put our energy into each other. And like we're learning that balancing act and what that's like. And I mean, how many of you have been in a relationship or when you first start dating and it's like everything's light and fluffy and fun and carefree and it's like, woo, this is amazing. And then you like life happens and then all of a sudden you start balancing family and work and you and new stress and new responsibilities 
like in learning how to manage that in a relationship. Like I have so much respect for there's, um, I mean, there's a lot of relationships out there that are like this. I mean, I look at my mom and stepdad, like their relationship, I admire, uh, but they do a good job of taking the time to spend with each other. Then there's other people that are, um, you know, like David Nori and Angelique Nori, uh, like watching them and their balance, their relationship, like it's inspiring to me. But I gotta tell you, it's work. And like, and I'm so grateful that God blessed me with these things and, and taught, you know, it's like, and, and restored so much that I've lost. But like, there's been a lot to learn here, um, especially managing mental health and, and, and learning how, because, you know, borderline personality disorder and disassociative identity disorder for so long has absolutely crippled my ability to like to have healthy relationships. And again, mind you, I didn't know, I didn't have the tools, I didn't have the skills, nor did I really have the desire to do the right thing. So that made things a little bit more complicated. But now that I do, it's really, really interesting to see the, and manage those dynamics. So I'm curious, like how many of you out there, you know, struggle with that? Or how many of you, like what are the, some of the tools that you use in your relationships? Um, those of you that struggle with mental health, like how do you keep each other safe or how do you keep each other, how do you manage those things? Like I'm learning, we're learning together. Like I'm very fortunate that Jessica and I have really for the most part great communication and it seems like every time that we have a fight, we're able to something comes good out of it, you know, or like we grow from it, we learn from it and it's a, it's a beautiful thing. I've never had that before. The other thing I'm learning too is how not to be selfish because that balance of family, but then at what point do you say, okay, I need some time for myself. Like, is that allowed as a parent? Like I've never really been a parent. Like I just now have a relationship with my oldest daughter and she's 20. So she's an adult. So she's doing her own thing. She only needs me when she needs me. It's not like she needs me all the time. But now I've got a three or four and five year old. <laughs> like, at what point as a parent are you allowed to go, you know what? I need me time. Like, how does that work? Because I don't know. I'm learning. And I'm learning also about discipline because I don't believe in spanking. I needed to be spanked. I didn't need to be abused, but I needed to be spanked. But, like, disciplining like what do you do when kids don't mind like I'm learning all these things and I don't understand it it's very very interesting to me or to me because I'm trying to learn these things and there's not really a book that explains any of this stuff anyway just wanted to like brain fart that's it just wanted to think out loud for a second Anyway, uh, doing a broadcast tomorrow. I have a really cool interview I'm excited about, and I hope to see you guys there. You guys have a blessed day.